0: I hit it. Okay. Oh, Here, wait. Okay. Are we ready to... Wait. Are we ready to clap? Okay. One, two, three. Did you clap? Did you clap?
1: Yeah, I did clap.
0: Oh. Oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. You know what? We're going to... We're... Do okay. You want to try again? You know, no, 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 no. I, I think you know what's so funny. We do all this talk about editing, and then I'm like, you know what? Just leave it in. I like it. Um, maybe Tess. Maybe I'm just super emotional because I have such a, a, a big announcement that we have to make in this episode. Uh, but before we get started, uh, let me call up my boys from the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. Uh, you guys are listening to Same Team, Y'all Podcast. Well, hi there, guys! Uh, you're listening to the Same Team All Podcast, where two librarian best friends talk about stuff they love, tales in the library, life lessons they've learned along the way. And oh boy, um, I gotta tell you, uh, we appreciate each and every one of our listening friends. And if you've ever had a hard time waiting for our next episode, who <laughs> you you gotta, we got, whew, we got some bad news for you. We got some bad news, uh, Tess. You wanna you wanna share it? Share what well, what's going on? What are we what are we doing, Tess? It's
1: not bad news.
0: Okay, it's, I like this. It's
1: also good news. So maybe bad news if you really like the same team y'all podcast, but good news if the thing that you like best about it <laughs> is listening to Leaf and Tess talk about uh-huh. stuff. Because here's the big announcement. We're we're going on a extended hiatus from same team, y'all. But mm-hmm. why? Why would you do that? It's so we can focus on a new podcast that we're going to be doing together called Shree of Life Journey Through the Word with Leif and Tess.
0: Tess, let me ask you this Whose word?
1: (laughs) It's the Word with a capital W. We're going to be reading the Bible together and we're going to be discussing it. On a podcast called Tree of Life. And I don't know if you guys notice, but this is a big book with lots to discuss. And it's probably going to take us, we've estimated, about 14 years to get through it. And so <laughs> we promise to come back. Mm-hmm. It's the same team, y'all. Should the the Spirit move us to do so in 14 years?
0: Yeah. Um, And and we came to that math because we're probably going to use something close to uh, like a Bible in a year format where there's something to read. Um, You've got the set amount of passages you read every day. And if we use that format, but instead of reading it every day and discussing it, we're discussing it once every 14 days. And so you do the math there and it will take us about Fourteen years to get through the whole Bible, and also as I was telling Amanda earlier, um, um Tess and I can probably spend two hours discussing a jar of mayonnaise. So, <laughs> I think I think we're gonna. And I, I, I don't want to speak for for you, Tess, but I am super excited about this situation that we're about to journey into. I'm excited too, and I hope
1: some of the listeners will join us on our new adventure. Um, But if you're like, you know what, that's just not for me, or maybe that's just not for me right now, Mm. Um, that's okay. We'll be back in the year 2037. (laughs)
0: 2037, which real quick before we move to our next segment, I want to say too, is that um, maybe our current listening friends, this isn't your jam. We'll see you in in the lovely year 2037. Or maybe we'll make new listening friends, not to replace our old listening friends. They're all friends. It's fine. Um, I'm super excited because I've wanted to do something like this for a while. Uh, we're gonna. Tess and I are gonna read through the Bible, like we're reading it on the on the air, so to speak, and then we're discussing it. And boy, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a heck of a time. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. And I don't want to say it's gonna be the most in depth exploratory discussion of the Bible, but it just might be. It might be. We may discover, Tess and may discover nuggets that 2,000 plus, 3,000 plus years of people studying this book may not have discovered. We're pretty insightful people. Who knows, if you're, right?
1: Well, you might be thinking to yourself, well, why are you doing a Bible podcast? What, what else could possibly be said about the Bible? And Leif and I feel I'm going to speak for you Leaf. I hope that's okay. You, you can correct you're me. You're more if than
0: welcome. <laughs> you're more than welcome to speak for me, Tess. But
1: we feel that people should be talking about the Bible the way that we like to talk about everything else. So yep. if you have enjoyed our shenanigans on same team y'all and the way we like to talk about Marvel movies and video games and baking shows and uh just our daily lives and how we interact with each other and how we talk about stuff and you know some may say an irreverent way (laughs) a uh a way that is packed with humor as well as introspection then i think you'd probably dig our bible podcast because that's how we want to talk about the bible and topics that come up within it we want to talk about spiritual issues the way that you talk about anything else and we want to we it's we just want more people to talk about the bible we want to make it more accessible i guess in a way in our way well and
0: so, I think. Yeah. No, no. W- w- you no. You're saying everything exactly right. I think to me, it's it's two things. One is, um, as someone who for a very long time has been struggling for searching for some type of um, meaning and some type of way to understand the world. And and same team, y'all, our podcast that you're listening to now, um, that we're on episode seventy-four of. Um, in many ways is our secular attempt of trying to answer that, right? Like we look around and we see people being upset and people being angry and people being disrespectful in ways that people should not be, even if they disagree with one another. And as I discover this wonderful book, I find that people long before me have discovered a way to deal with the world that we live in now, um... And it is more relevant than anything I could have come up with on my own as far as making sense of the world and how we should respect each other. And one of the um, issues I had a hard time with when I started reading the Bible is I would say, well, I'm all about same team, y'all. We're all on the same team. If I start reading the Bible, doesn't it mean I've picked a team, right? Like it feels counter same team, y'all. But then I realized that the message and maybe, you know, like uh, this is going to sound weird, the TV show The Chosen <laughs> led me to the word of Jesus, where I realized what I thought the word of Jesus was was one thing. And then when I actually read it, along with the rest of the Bible, I realized that it was another thing. And if you look at the original message um, or messages, um, it is very darn close to the same team, y'all. And not to get controversial, it seems as if a lot of what I knew of the Bible has been filtered through other people's um, lenses over a vast amount of time where what someone is telling me the Bible is and what it means to follow Jesus or be a Christian or anything is very different from what I'm seeing in the book that I'm reading with my eyeballs. So all that to say.
1: So we'll be talking about
0: that. uh, We'll be talking about that.
1: (laughs) On the Tree of Life podcast, though.
0: But so this will be kind of our last episode for 14 years. So I wanted to take a moment, Tess. Yeah we will be back and and tess i made this joke earlier with you but no one was around to hear it we will make we've made a covenant with our listeners to return in 14 years the year is 2037 i want to take a moment and imagine what that world would be like give me one second Like <laughs> this is what the year 2037 sounds like i just look for futuristic music this is what came up oh my god okay predictions so this is like a time capsule type situation what what is the year 2037 like tess oh look at you i don't
1: know i what if what if what if era of good feelings has
0: finally come to fruition maybe how about this let's take it back let's go down to basics 2037 are we still driving cars
1: yeah we're probably still driving cars
0: still mostly gasoline
1: yeah probably okay like 50
0: percent or more gasoline right
1: i mean Or. 37, 14 years from now, we might have figured out a way to
0: make it happen. I'm not sure. Okay. Here, here's a fun game. How old are we going to be when we come back and record the next episode? <laughs> There's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> you were funny. Uh, believe me, sister, I did the math. I figured it out. I will tell you, this might be less depressing. Tess, or Freya, will be. Freya will be 20 wow. years old. So I will have a kid out of high school when I record the next episode of Same Team you What's
1: your prediction for Freya as a 20-year-old? What is she
0: up to? 20-year-old <sighs> um, Freya. So, okay. There's two <laughs> questions here. One are my hopes, and the other <laughs> are my fears. Um, Lately, Freya's been running real spicy and real hot. So... Freya's is probably going to be uh, riding a, a motorcycle without a helmet. Oh, and I'm going to no, be really no, upset no. about that. And uh, when she's mad at me, she's going to pop those hearing aids out and walk away. And I think she got like a leather jacket with cut sleeves and like all these weird military medals but that she bought and made up because now that's like what the future is like. So you just kind of like buy, and the medals probably represent bitcoins or something. <laughs> and then she'll probably have a tattoo of like, uh, like some meme, like on her arm or chest or something. <laughs> and uh, let me think about this. She, um, her shoes will be hover shoes, but they only hover like three, three inches above the ground. But all the kids are doing it because it's on super TikTok. Wait, so. so is she- basically wally brando yeah she's gonna (laughs) be she's she's gonna be wally brando from (laughs) twin peaks the return i honestly don't know i do like this game though okay let me think for real hopefully when she's 20 she's hopefully in or going through college i don't know where the answer could be gallaudet or if she wanted to be mainstream some other college her hearing has hopefully stayed stable um that's not a sure thing. Uh, and as far as her job, I hope she has a job. So I really way, don't know. By
1: the way, friend, today at the library, we did an ASL story time.
0: Oh, tell me about we, it.
1: Well, I wasn't there, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell me about what other people Dude, told you about
1: two it. Two of my coworkers <laughs> did a program called Learn a Sign. Um, where they did a story time and they did it about animals and they taught the kids who attended. Mm. There were about 10 kids who came and they taught them different signs for different animals. And from what I understand, (laughs) they feel like it would uh, work better if they had just taught them one sign and not yeah. like 15 signs at a time. Uh, and they also felt like the parents were maybe a little more into it than the kids were. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: that's, that's how it often works. Yeah, that's how it works.
1: Um, but uh, so when I asked them, I was like, are we going to do it again? They said, well, I think what we'll try instead is just incorporating more ASL into our regular story time routine. And I was like, "Yep, that's what we used to do." And they were like, "Whoa!"
0: And I was like, "Yeah." And you're like, you're like, there was a revolutionary man. He stood <laughs> upon a precipice, and he had an idea. He had a dream for the future. Yeah, um,
1: basically, I, I told I told them your story.
0: <laughs> I honestly can't even imagine twenty thirty seven. Like, it's not I so can. far away, but it's far. I mean, fourteen it's, is a long time. It's
1: far enough away that. Like, I don't really want to think about. <laughs> like, it makes me uncomfortable I, to think about.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I feel hopeful when I think of the year 2037. Good. And and like I said, if and who knows, with podcasts, it's weird, because you and I are always like, how many people are actually listening? We don't really know. And that's fine, because you and I are using this as a way to stay in touch after I've moved and all that stuff. But I mean, if we do have any listening friends... We will miss you. Like it just dawned me. 14 years is a good amount of time. But I promise you, we would not stop this podcast to start another if we didn't feel as if the other one would be just as much fun and important as this one. And if you are a longtime listener, if you've listened to early episodes, you know to me, this is a very important podcast. I put the hopes and dreams of the future on this podcast. And now I've discovered the hopes and dreams can hang on other shoulders than just mine. And it's a big effing deal to me. <laughs> right? Yes, I agree. Okay, well, let's travel back to uh, 2023. Oh, my God, we're back. It's incredible. Um, do you have a quote for this episode, Tess? I didn't. And then
1: Leaf was like, literally turned to any page in the Bible, uh, <laughs> seeing as though we're about to do this podcast. And um, uh-huh. lo and behold, uh, there's an app. Uh, there's a Bible app. It's from uh, it's from an organization called You Vision. You version.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's vision, version, I think it might be version. Do I have my phone anywhere? Here, I'll look it up. You probably have it in front of you too, don't you? I
1: have the app up right now, but I, uh, it doesn't. You version,
0: you version, Y-O-U version.
1: It's a really good app if you are interested. Maybe you hear, oh, Leap and Tess are doing a podcast about the Bible. Well, maybe I'm interested in that. Maybe I'll follow along with them as they're reading. You can download this app. It has tons of translations of the Bible, so you can pick whichever one you feel you like the most. And it has really fun, like, I think they're fun. <laughs> Subjectively, I think they're fun, like, um, like plans where they give you, like, devotionals every day and you can follow a plan based off of a specific topic that maybe you're working on yourself. Uh, I think that's really interesting. They've got video content. You can watch The Chosen via the Bible app. That's an option for you if you've heard us talking about that TV show and you were like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. It's really cool. And they got this thing called the Daily Refresh every day where they pick a verse of the day and someone talks about it. and then they. I like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. And then they lead mm-hmm. you through a guided prayer that's sort of inspired by that. So it's a cool app. And I am really, you can also earn badges in the app. And the badge that I earn the most often is the highlighting badge because I love to highlight the Bible. And so I was like, let me just look, look through my highlights and see if there's anything. And this one popped out to me because I feel like this is a very same team y'all quote. <laughs> and uh, so this uh, this is from the Apostle Paul in Philippians.
0: Uh, oh, I've heard of him. Which... <laughs> I've heard of him.
1: Chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any virtue and if there is anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Ooh. That's basically huh. that's basically what we say in every episode I mean, when we talk about Hey, let's talk about stuff that we love instead of stuff talk that we
0: about hate. Stuff we love. <laughs> Paul, my boy Paul.
1: Paul was doing same team y'all.
0: I mean that's the thing, it's like <laughs> I feel like you and I, like, we're looking around, or at least, you know, maybe I'm projecting on you, but I'm looking around and I'm like, what is going on with this world? If only and then come to find out they someone already did at least figured it out in philosophy at least now the next trap. the 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 real trick is practice right that's the real trick um but uh yeah no that's a good one paul how do we quick question this is this is a little how do we feel about paul we like paul
1: should we not like paul i mean he's a controversial figure right yeah
0: well the only reason i asked so just to give listeners you probably know this already i'm reading through the bible and i kind of started at the beginning and i'm kind of picking and choosing and like i don't really know when i started anyone from anyone and when i started reading and paul first shows up as saul and he's grabbing people and arresting them and yanking them out of the house and so spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read the bible and he's like he's like you're a follower of jesus you know heretic go to prison and then he has a literal come to jesus it. Yeah, I, you should die, right? The zealot, he's the the guy, right? But like opposite zealot, like against his people who believe in Jesus, and then he has a for real come to Jesus moment, like as in like he literally like Jesus, is like whoa, what are you doing? And then and then Saul's like, okay, I'm Paul, and I'm I'm on your team now, and I'm gonna write all these letters, and I'm gonna fill up most of the New Testament. I don't know, I gotta. I, mean, I, I want that
1: save it for the cast, right? Save but it right. I feel like it's an inspirational story. Yeah, I know um, I know because there isn't anything that cannot be forgiven if you are uh, are if you are truly repentant, like if you really want to change your life, like yeah. I think that a lot of people who've been through a lot of stuff might think there's no hope for me. You know, I'm, I'm just my life sucks. I suck, and that's just the way it is. And I'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep doing all this sucky stuff. And like, uh, why why should I bother changing my life? And then you you read about about these people, not just Paul, but like Matthew, for instance,
0: yeah.
1: um, collecting everybody's taxes. That was not cool. Not cool, dude. I think.
0: I know, and I I totally get that, and I think if anything, it just shows like how like human I am, right? You know, and I get yeah. it. I'm just saying, I'm saying, as a new reader of the Bible, I'm still working on it. I'm working on it. Hey man, um, I'm still.
1: You don't have to feel bad about it. I have very very conflicted thoughts about Judas, and we'll talk yeah. about that. Oh man, I can't. <laughs> I
0: I can test. I cannot. Wait, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Anyway, a little bit of a a little bit of a changing of the gears. Let's talk about some stuff we love for the last time (laughs) on this podcast, at least until 2037. One thing with the new podcast, uh, Tree of Life, uh, what do we say? Tree of Life Journey through the word with Leaf and Tess is uh, one thing I like to do is be consistent and remember to ask people to email us <laughs> and rate and subscribe and watch us. So I'll do that right now for same team y'all. Uh, that email is same team y'all at gmail.com. We're you know taking a 14 year hiatus. But we'll still be checking the emails. Send us something. Let us know what you're loving. We're going to read them in 14 years. So take <laughs> your age, add the number 14 to it, and on that year, we will be back. Um, also, you can always follow us on Twitter, X, formerly known as Twitter. Here's a question. What will Twitter slash X be called in the year 2037? Will it even exist?
1: I I feel like um, Elon Musk, who now owns that company, I feel like... I've heard of him. like part of his rebranding of this platform, I'm gonna guess, is part of a long-term plan to turn this into something mm, a lot more comprehensive than just... I'm posting very short thoughts. I think he wants to... I think he wants it to be like a like almost like a youtube maybe like where people can post video content i think so if i had a prediction i might be like totally wrong but i predict that x might be something completely different in the future um and we'll be talking about like (laughs) do you remember twitter yeah (laughs) it was so weird it was like you could only type like short things i I wasn't that
0: what wasn't that what made it unique at the time though because it was like it, oh it's it, tweet like
1: yeah tweet, and I, I remember tweet. like a lot of comedians uh it was like a challenge like to be on Twitter because mm-hmm. you had to be funny in a very short amount of time um but I feel like with everything else do you remember vine
0: I do remember vine I remember sitting under one everyone sat under a vine and had their own victory. <laughs> I remember mine. that, Not that vine. <laughs> see see what I did there guys hey uh, there was that uh, <laughs>
1: A like, social media <laughs> platform called I Bio, I remember where you only—I think you could only post. I think was it 30 seconds tops. Mm-hmm. Like I think 30 seconds was the uh, was as long as your video was allowed to be. And in a lot of ways, that was a precursor to TikTok. Yeah, which is a longer format uh, platform. And I feel like everything is just getting like we just keep evolving. We just keep uh, allowing ourselves more time to say whatever it is we want to say so who knows what it'll be like i don't know in 2037 i mean
0: 2037 right 2037 i um i think some of my favorite videos to watch on youtube are just vine compilations those are my favorite things
1: i still love vine i still quote vines regularly chipotle is my life Mm -hmm, look at all mm -hmm. these chickens Mm-hmm. road work ahead i sure hope it does mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. many classics and if you're uh if you're gen z and you're listening to this by the way welcome welcome gen Zer. um but you're probably like i don't know what they're talking about go look up some vines
0: is and... <laughs> is he older or younger i really he don't know younger than us oh
1: I feel like you and I are considered millennials, maybe even like elder millennials. Um, and Gen Z if you are laughing at me. Gen Z would be like our, like the folks who are in their early twenties now.
0: I can't wait to do this Tree of Life podcast with you. This is so—I'm so excited. I really am. I love guys. And for the record, same team, y'all has been an incredible journey. It's taken me places. Remember that time. We went to a library (laughs) we recorded live and we got uh it was fun we went to libraries i'm just saying it's been a great adventure um anyway uh oh i was gonna say one other thing this is a bad joke i think i have a prediction for the x um, platform Mm -hmm. i think um in 2037 over time elon is gonna add two more x's it's going to be an entirely different website hey oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Bow, 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 bow. okay
1: corn on that website?
0: yeah it's going to be a, a cornography website nice. just so much corn so did much you say nice? nice so much corn oh i predict the internet will be mostly corn by the year 2037 <laughs> the
1: internet is already mostly corn I'm oh
0: afraid. man I think about that a lot. Like, not to be like, well, you know, this is the last episode, so let's go on tangents. But I was going to say, like, (laughs) I think about that a lot. Like, you and I, we were kids. And then, what, right around, like, middle school or so, we had internet, right? Middle and high. Yeah, about that high. Maybe high. And when I had internet, then I had access to pornography. Now, like, what, you could be six, and you have access to the world of cornog anything you can anything, imagine
1: anything you can think of has a corn like, and that's actually what? like kind of scary for me to think about you know what i yeah you know what i said to Brett the other day i said do you think that there's corn about jesus and he was like he was like there probably is but i don't want to know about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> An ongoing joke that Amanda and I have all the time, and it's hundred percent true, is so. For example, recently we watched the newest D and D movie with Chris. Oh,
1: yes, with Chris Pine. Pine Did you Honor watch it? Among Thieves. Yes, yeah. I have seen
0: it. I really enjoyed it, and Amanda really enjoyed the scene with um, Michelle Rodriguez's character Where and her she former.
1: Goes to see her, her ex. Our,
0: and her ex is like a halfling and she's really big. And Amanda said something like she was like, Oh, I wish we got more of their relationship. And I said, Just go online, sister. <laughs> I guarantee I guarantee freaking tea is you that it is there. And if it's not there in some type of um, animated or drawn content, it's sure as S in a story that I'll, you can read.
1: I'll tell you what, I um I will say that particular scene kind of took me completely out of the movie. Um, I was having a really good time, and then there's this very tender, emotional, mm-hmm. kind of upsetting scene between two people who who probably still love each other, but are just yeah. not meant to be together. Mm-hmm. But one of them is tiny, and I just couldn't help but think, how did that work? How did that...
0: <laughs> oh, you mean as far as... Um- when they when they knew each other, yeah, you know,
1: you know in the biblical sense. I mean,
0: sense. <laughs> I think. I mean, all joking aside, maybe off air we'll have a discussion. But I think I think I have an idea of how they knew each other. <laughs> I love that scene too because because then his new girlfriend walks in and it's an even bigger woman. <laughs> it's, it's he
1: has the type.
0: It, it's so good. Well then at the end too she like winks at that other half lane. Yeah, like it's super. I, it's I, very cute. I
1: really liked that movie. Brett did not care for it, but I <laughs> surprised. <laughs> but yeah, I I, know. I really liked it. Um I the other thing that I like about that particular scene is when she comes back to Chris Pine and they're heading off. He plays a song for her yep. on his lute and it cheers her up. And I thought that mm-hmm. was a really sweet moment between the two of them.
0: I it was a good it was one of those things where um it came out and I not that I wasn't interested, but like I don't know, I don't see movies in the theater that often anyway except for certain things. And um and then we watched it when it came out on streaming and I ended up really liking it. And actually to me, I think what makes it a good movie is that Amanda, who knows nothing about D&D, liked it. And it made me want to play D&D, which I think is kind of like not. I mean, the cynical sides could say like, yeah, that's the point to make you want to buy <laughs> D&D stuff. But it was fun and it was really smart. I, I don't know. I liked it. But you know what? It's not you know what it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll do, a sh- I'll do a short and sweet one. Um, I've just recently discovered, I don't know if anyone knows this. So actually, if you're listening, this is a hot tip just for you, listener. No one else knows this. File this under the same things as, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but um, (laughs) the Bible's really good, and uh, there's some really good lessons in there. It's kind of life-changing. No one's ever told me before. But anyway, file this under this. I've recently discovered that if you're really tired in the morning, and you have a hard time waking up and you need some energy, if you drink coffee, it will wake you up and help you have energy. I never knew that before. Wow.
1: Are you I a know. coffee drinker now?
0: Well, well, I know. So, longtime listeners, listening friends will know that I've always been a tea drinker. And one day I went to work and I was having, well, I told, so I, I went to work and I came, I was driving home and I talked to Amanda on my way home, as we often do over the phone. And I told Amanda, she goes, how was your day? And I said, well, my day started really rough. I was super tired and I was sluggish and I just didn't feel that into anything. And I went to Duncan and then I went to work and I was working for a bit. And then right around like 9.30, I just got like a hop in my step and I was in a great mood. I was hopping around. And I was like, I don't know what it is. And Amanda goes, I, I, you drink coffee. And <laughs> the coffee the coffee woke you up. I said, no, that's not what it is. That's not how coffee works. She goes, yeah, that's, that's why people exactly drink coffee. exactly how coffee works. I, I never knew. I never knew. And so then I was like, wait, coffee wakes you up? She was like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that? And I was <laughs> like, I guess I thought I knew coffee woke you up. But I didn't realize it was like that. So now... I drink coffee. Not because I like the taste, like I did tea, but because I like the effect it has on me (laughs) in the morning. I'm
1: so excited. I love coffee. You know who else loves coffee? Our boy Dale Cooper loves some damn (laughs) fine coffee.
0: You know what? I thought you were (laughs) going to say our boy Jesus Christ loves some coffee up in here. (laughs) Our boy Jesus Christ. By the way, if anyone is listening and they're like, I'm on the fence about this tree. Like, what is this tree? Like, you're getting this is this is a sneak preview because yeah. we we one of the things Tess and I we've said this before like we don't want the new cast to be like okay now let us be let us be serious and I mean maybe Jesus would like coffee I don't know I would imagine he does just because there's so much of it I don't know maybe that doesn't mean maybe that doesn't mean he would like it I don't know I listeners know, chime
1: in've um, I've talked to Brett about this um, because in the TV show the chosen. The character of Jesus, as portrayed in the television show, has foods that he likes and foods that Mm -hmm. he does not like. For instance, he likes pickles. I also like pickles, so I was really, I I was really excited when I heard that Jesus score
0: one for pickles. Am I right? He
1: doesn't like raisins, and I hate raisins. And my mom is constantly trying to put raisins in everything she feeds me. And you know what? There's a scene in The Chosen where Jesus' mom puts raisins in the hollow bread and she's like, Do you like it? And he's like, Yeah, sure, Mom. It was good, even though there were raisins in it. And that's how I feel all the time when someone gives me something with raisins. And so I imagine in his human body, he probably did have foods that he liked and foods that he didn't like. And I was like, Well, talking- he experienced
0: human stuff yeah right yeah Yeah. and i was
1: talking to brett and i i was eating crab rangoon which is one of my favorite things to eat Mm. and i said Mm. brett you know what's really sad i don't think jesus ever tasted crab rangoon and he said oh he knows what he tastes like
0: (laughs) oh i mean i get i guess there's two ways of looking at it we're never going to get to stuff we're actually loving but uh i guess there's two ways of looking at it one is like does he know because if he know, like if he's the author of everything yeah, right he would or everything's know, right? <laughs> everything is filtered through him including crab rangoons but did he get to taste it with his human lips i guess the answer is i mean not to uh, a spoiler but if slash when he comes back he can have we some can crab rangoons him.
1: yeah or or yeah. we can ask him if he ever did you know something i have found really interesting about the bible is that it doesn't give you a lot of information about the early years of jesus like we get the birth that's clearly a very important scene and then there's like a scene when he's about 12 years old that's like in the temple where yeah yeah, where he goes to the temple that's very important and then he has
0: his what i like to call the doogie hauser moment where everyone's (laughs) like oh my god this kid really knows what's up he's He's incredible He's so smart. He should have his own show.
1: (laughs) And then um, we kind of pick up with him when he's maybe in his early 30s and he starts his ministry. And I've always wondered, where did he go? What did he do? And maybe he was just doing normal Nazareth stuff like he was working in his father's uh, carpentry shop and, you know, doing his thing. But I like to think maybe he traveled. Maybe he did get to taste new and interesting cuisines. We don't really
0: know. Do you think... (laughs) I have a theory, and this isn't even a joke. I think sometime... And this isn't a big one, but an inference. I think sometime between... Well, I guess I'll have to go back and read it. But I was going to say, one thing he did do was figure out that he's the son of slash also is God, right? Did he know when he was 12?
1: Oh, this is such a good question.
0: I know. I, like, when did he know?
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine Can you imagine? He, yeah, I can't imagine. I'm trying to imagine right now. I think his parents knew. I imagine. Oh yeah. I imagine Mary knew. He knew. Joseph knew. I imagine he knew. Um,
0: you think they told him right off the bat?
1: Well, I don't. I don't know if they had to tell him.
0: Oh, like he just knew.
1: Well, I would think he probably already knew.
0: I always look at it as... And
1: if he didn't know, then they would have told him, I would think. I mean, everybody everybody knew there was something different about yeah. him, right? And um, I imagine within their family unit, because he wasn't the only child of Mary yeah. and Joseph. They had other... He had brothers. So I imagine that got brought up sometimes you know there was probably maybe a little sibling rivalry also um maybe uh i don't know how i would feel if my brother was like literally god um it'd probably be pretty hard for me
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> to wrap I'm just, my brain I think, around <laughs> i think the always way i don't know like yeah that's a i mean maybe we should save it for the cast but it, it just is like uh <laughs> I don't know. I've always I mean, you're right. Like maybe he did always know, but I don't know. I I always think that it's almost like a cuz if you're in like your human body, right, you're processing things like a human. Like he has a brain and brains can only do so much. Like I can't think of infinite things, but he had a a human brain and a human ba- like Jesus pooped, right? He yeah, had to poop. Absolutely. He had poop He had poopy diapers. He probably had And he, he
1: probably had diarrhea sometimes like
0: if he ate I mean he ate of course he had diarrhea and when he was a kid he's probably like his mom's like here's some raisins and he like put him on put him under the table you think <laughs> you know little rascal little <laughs> rascal i don't know i don't know this is a good question but anyway it's, uh, a, good,
1: it's a really good question
0: something to ponder yeah. and if you're curious about the answer to that question Tess and I will answer it <laughs> in our new podcast uh the tree life actually the, i think
1: that'll be a big spoiler for the podcast is we have no answers only questions <laughs>
0: i mean actually ideas. that's a really good tagline we could be like remember we have no answers only questions, <laughs> only questions. well freya will ask me all the time and i'll tell you the truth like okay this is it but the way it is i always frame it as in like well a lot of people think and a lot of people mm, think you know That's good. and she'll be like yeah. well what do you think about this And i go and i usually ask her I take a little page out of the Jesus book and I go, well, what do you think about this? You know, yeah. what do you think about this? What do you think it And then, yeah. and she says something and I go, guess what? You're as right as I am. You know, <laughs> you're as, uh, you're as correct as I am. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, um, what's the stuff you're loving, Tess? We're never going to footage this episode, but it's because it's the last one. It's the last one. We're going to be okay. in the, we're going to be in the future soon. Yeah. it's Floating okay. around on our hover cars.
1: <laughs> 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 Watching XXX. Um, watching xxx uh i chose a television show uh and i don't i don't recall talking about this on the podcast before but if i have i love it again another time um the television show is called only murders in the building have you watched this show
0: if If you, so I have not, if you did mention this show, it was a while ago. It was long enough ago that you're allowed to mention it again.
1: (laughs) So Only Murders in the Building is a really good show. I think you should check it out. I think that maybe even Amanda might like to watch the show. And I know that you guys are often seeking things that you both might like. It is a uh, murder mystery about an unlikely trio of friends played by Steve, Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. (laughs) And there's a murder that occurs in the apartment building that the three of them live in. And they each discover they discover each other, that they're all big fans of true crime podcasts. And so when this murder occurs in their building, they decide, (laughs) let's create a podcast where we investigate the murder and maybe we can figure out who did it. And then we'll feel good about living in our building. And then we'll also have made a podcast which we love to listen to podcasts and of course obviously leaf and i really like to listen to podcasts Um, this is true so this show really appealed to me it is now in its third season and it is still going strong and every um i've i've enjoyed every season following the twists and turns i'm always trying to guess who the murderer is and I have a lot of fun with that. The chemistry between the three stars of the show. Uh, it's so funny to watch them interact with each other. But it's also very sweet and wholesome. Like they're like a little found family for each other. And I really like the show. It's a lot of fun. If you like to try to guess who done it, And also... Uh, uh, an inter a fun intergenerational friendship. <laughs> that I think you should check out. Only murders in the building on Hulu. It's the stuff that I've been loving.
0: Oh, I realize I forgot to say, coffee is the stuff I've been loving. <laughs> I am. Um,
1: so- uh, by the way, just returning to that, I'm so excited <coughs> that you love coffee
0: now. <laughs> I, I told my friend Carrie that I work with, and she was like in disbelief because she was like, you don't drink. Because I've had coffee before, but I've never really enjoyed it or felt its effects for some reason. I don't know. Or if I did feel its effects, I didn't realize it as such, you know. Um, and and Carrie was like, so does Amanda drink coffee? I'm like, no. She goes, so what do you do in the morning? And I was like, we get our kid ready, and we, we go. She goes, but what do you drink? I said, like, milk or wa- water, you know? She goes, but in the morning, when you get out of bed... You
1: <laughs> have to have coffee. Yeah, she, she
0: said she wakes up and her husband, Zane, her and Zane get up, and one of them brews the coffee, and then they sit out on the porch. I was like, that's lovely. But I've never done that before, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, coffee is the stuff I'm loving. Um, This show looks great, because I've been seeing commercials for it, and it looks like something we would like... Um. This is, I guess, honorary stuff I'm loving. There's one I've got real quick, but there's a show called Baskets. Have you ever watched Baskets? Oh, no,
1: I haven't. That's with Zach Galifianakis, right?
0: Yeah, if it is, if I may be permitted a third, because I have another one, but like an actual stuff I'm loving. Um, Baskets is a very special show. Amanda and I watched the first two seasons back in the day, and now we're. We're watching it now. I think we're just in the third, and there's just four, and it's done. Um, But essentially, Zach Alephanakis plays a man named Chip Baskets, who is a a French classically uh, trained clown. His mom is played by Louis Anderson, and he plays his own twin, Dale Baskets. And it is one of those shows. I, 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 I think you would like it because it is funny, but it's one of those shows where it's funny, but has some really sweet or serious mm-hmm. moments. And also, it does a really good thing where it treats, if not every character, more characters than usual as their own people. Like, you'll do one of those, like, ooh, the side person's going through a lot. And, like, Louis Anderson is, like, his mom sounds silly, but he's, like, probably one of the... Like, it's such a sweet... Like, you're like, oh, yeah, Mama Baskets, get it. Anyway, I also, that's my honorary. I forgot to mention, oh.
1: there is a deaf character in Only oh. Murders in the Building who speaks ASL.
0: If we need another selling point yeah, for me. Yeah,
1: there's actually, there's a whole episode just from his point of view. And it's like, the whole episode's completely silent. I love it. Yeah, it's, it was They really had an cool. episode,
0: they had an episode like that in, um... Master of None with Aziz Aziz and Zari, yeah, yeah, and or an episode where it changed perspectives. Um, the stuff I'm loving, Tess kind of knows this already, and you probably saw this coming. I went to the National uh, Museum of the Bible yesterday, and it was, um, it was effing dope. It was Disney World, but for the Bible, I think it was awesome, and maybe not the actually, I take that back. Disney World mixed with museums but for the Bible. So you go in there and there's these different exhibits, right? Like they had this one and also not to be like, so here's the deal. I'm like a new reader of the Bible, new follower, attempted follower of Jesus, but I'm still always going to be a bit of a, not a, I don't want to, the word skeptic sounds harsh, but kind of like, like what's the angle here? Like I know it's a museum. It's the museum of the Bible. What are you trying to sell me? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the answer is Bibles, which I bought many of them, but, um, But they have an exhibit at the bottom, uh, on the bottom floor, a temporary exhibit called um, Science and Scripture, Ooh. and part of me is like, okay, so where are we going with this? But what I really liked, and this is as a person who has a critical mind for the most part, like that's why Tess and I had talked about for our, our new podcast to say, like, questions are just questions, because I'll ask questions and some people will be like, don't, don't ask that about Jesus, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious. But I thought this exhibit was incredibly even-minded and I really thought it would lean. So a lot of the time they'll bring up like a a subject in history that was then later, they thought this one way because of the Bible and then they thought this way because of science. And instead of them phrasing it or, or, or framing the conversation as science versus religion, as you often see either in the media or on TV, they were like, no, actually... With a certain perspective, you can see them as the same thing or certainly not completely um, um, uh, having them contradict each other. You know, it was really cool. And they were like, so anyway, you know, here's the, for example, theory of evolution and all that. And you can look at it and say, well, this discredits this. But who's to say like that isn't how god would work right you know or or they would say something like well then you know p- uh, theologians thought the universe had a beginning starting with god and and scientists believe that the universe was forever and infinite in the beginning and the end and then now scientists have a theory called the big bang theory that there was some kind of point that started it and some would view that as well Big Bang, there is no God. And other people would frame that as Big Bang. Was God. That was God. Yeah. yeah. It was re- and I thought it was really even-handed. And at the end of the day, for that one exhibit at least, it wasn't like, here's the answer. It was more like, so some people think this, some people think that, and what do you think? And it was really, I thought I it was really that. dope. And That's awesome. It was, It was really good. And it kind of showed too, like I, well, Tess and I, it shouldn't surprise our listening friends that as a, people that have been hosting a podcast called same team y'all for six years that, um, (laughs) a fraction of how long we'll be doing tree of life. Um, that, that we would be a big fans of an exhibit that isn't like, by the way, it's science versus religion, but more like, Hey, you can hold both thoughts in your hands and it's okay. Um, no, it was great. And they have this other part. It's like, uh, the different floors are different things. Like one was history of the Bible impact of the bible story of the bible and i didn't get to finish the whole thing um so i'm gonna take my mom in two more weeks but they have this one test it's called uh like journey through the old testament and you go in there and you sit and it's like think of like you're sitting in like this cool like disney like like it's and it's telling you the story of like the beginning and then it's like i'm trying to describe this Like, and then Cain murders Abel. It gets real brutal. And then you're like, and then they're like, follow me. So then you get up and you walk through what I can only describe as, like, it's almost like, like, if you imagine walking through, like, a haunted house. But instead, it's, like, scenes from, uh, like, the flood and and you go through this area where it's, like, you're walking through the ark and there's all these screens that show all these different animals and, like, you know, pens and stuff. And then you go through and it's so and dope and then you go through and there's this one part where there's this um they go through the exodus i'm kind of going out of order but they go through the exodus and you go into this big room where there's like this big lamp in the middle with all these symbols in the grating that surrounds the lamp and it's english and hebrew and so it's projecting the words of the torah on the walls in the room you're in so not to get like a little but you're like walking you're walking through the word of the tor- Like, it's really freaking dope. Like, you're walking so cool. through the word of the Dora. And then there's another part. Like I said, I'm going out of order. And it's when they're explaining the Exodus. And you go into this room. It's all dark. And there's a statue of, like, this family, like, kind of huddled together. And you're in the middle. And the narrator is, like, describing how the plagues are happening. And so you hear, like... And they were like, and then there was blood, and you hear like, bloop, 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 and there are locusts bzz, and all that, and then it's like, it's like you're in the house, like huddling, and then they show the, was it the lintel post, and they, they're like, well, we put blood up there because, and then you, you hear the Passover like passing over, like, and you're in there, it's so freaking cool, man, it was awesome, that you know, amazing, I really want yeah. to yeah, it was like Disney. It really, and when I say Disney, I don't mean like it was a roller coaster, but like as far as like the theatrics and like smoke and wind and it was just so cool. It was really cool, and I I'm really I'm always looking for like that. Like I'm always looking for like I don't know like uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Like for example, if we're in Old Testament times, a part of my eye is always looking for. Okay, do we all just have people of? white skin mm-hmm. walking around. Yeah. And there was and and I'm definitely not an expert, but like that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? And even things they got to so it basically told the story in broad strokes up through um let me think. How where did it end? Past David's reign. But even like David, they were like and he was a great king, but he wasn't perfect, yeah. you know? And they like kind of they kind of they explained that and like it was really good and there were even like other things in the museum too. There was this beautiful stained glass um window of like Jesus and it's kind of like an older one and in the cuz I'm always reading the the descriptions and stuff and they're like here uh Jesus is and which they directly address which I appreciate they're like Jesus is depicted as he often was at that time with white mm-hmm. and fair skin because that was the way of understanding at that time there are other depictions of Jesus where he's got you know and I was like it's like almost like the Disney plus approach where they're like so this has mm-hmm. cultural th- you know th- yeah. this is what you're aware of they didn't change it and they're not hiding it but they're just like this is You know, like, wake, wake.
1: A modern context.
0: Exactly right. But no. So anyway, I barely scratched the surface of this museum. It was really cool. And like, I take my time, like I'm sitting there reading all this. Oh, and they do this other thing. So they do this other one that's called Bible Impact in America and Bible Impact in the World. And the one in America was really cool. But what stood out to me is you would get to, um, there was a screen and you walk towards it and you would have, it would show a video of two people reading letters from historical figures from American history debating on, like, topics of religion in the world. So, like, one was, yeah, and so then you would have people, and they're, like, these kind of really, like, they weren't dressed like George Washington, but he's speaking in a very nice way, and he's doing the words. So you kind of have, these are different perspectives, but once again, it was never framed, like, this is... This is the answer. And they didn't shy away either because they will say like, so anyway, people use, some people use the Bible to justify slavery. Mm -hmm. Some people use the Bible, you know, some people use this. Other people, which I don't disagree with, saw the Bible as like, this is why we need to end slavery. So it's almost like this is the story of the Bible, but not like, by the way, everyone who ever held this book in their hand was a saint. Like, it's, you know, so good. And there was this other area. I know, I'm just going to talk about the Bible uh, Museum. There's this other area when it was Impact of the World where you walk in there and there's these, like, on hangers are different, like, bits of clothing and uniforms. Like, one was, like, a doctor's scrubs. And one was, like, a, a professor's, like, um, that special outfit they wear yeah. at graduations. Yeah. Like, the wizard outfit. And then one was just, like, a... um one was like a vest for like a waiter and you go up there and there's like a screen and it shows them there, but they're kind of like on the screen, like looking around, like they're like, yeah, you know, like they're animated, like they're looking and like they're waiting to talk to you. And when you hit the button, then they talk to you and that's your uniform about like how the Bible affects their life. So you've got like some people who are like, oh, so the Bible affects my life because I'm a teacher and this is how I glorify God. And other people are like, I'm a waiter and I work my f and butt off every day. And this is how I get inspiration. And another one's like, I'm a, you know, it's so good, man. It's so freaking good. But like, because everyone has their own story and there's no, there's no right or wrong. It was really good. Anyway, I, like I said, I kept a critical, I tried to keep a critical eye out and I didn't really notice too many moments where they're like, by the way, you know, everyone who's ever picked this up has always been a saint. And, you know, it was, it was in a way that I thought was pretty amazing and it, and it, it like portrayed the impact of this book and the way it affects people for good or bad in some cases and it was just a great experience. National Museum of the Bible was a stuff I'm loving.
1: That's so cool. I wanna go there.
0: It was really dope. Oh my god. It was great. They it was a little I was worried it would be a little kitschy though because um I walked in there and I saw a sign for their cafe which was called Milk and Honey Cafe and I was like okay guys okay what are we doing here (laughs) I do know I do know though that if I go well when I go with my mom again if we go to that cafe and I'm waiting in line I'm like oh that's not too bad I thought I would have to wait for 40 years heyo heyo and they're like oh my god we've got another dad we've got another dad here we got a dad here (laughs) Um, what is your last stuff you're loving so
1: uh actually, just this past Monday it was Yom Kippur, uh, which is the day of atonement for the Jewish people and it's a it's a solemn holiday where you look back on you know, the year we just had and you think about, uh, you know, how, how you've, how you've behaved over the year, and you sort of identify areas in which you think you can probably improve and do better, and then you kind of make a promise to yourself and to God that this year's going to be different. This is, this is when I'm going to, uh, improve on this area or whatever, and, um, it's a kind of a spiritually stressful holiday if you take it... It sounds like if it. If you take it really seriously, which I do. And so and you're also not allowed to eat or drink or hug anyone or take a shower. Um, you're really supposed to uh, just be praying and reading and thinking and... Um, sort of kind of like denying yourself the, yeah. the like the pleasures of everyday life so that when you reintegrate them at the end of the day, you'll probably feel a lot more grateful for uh, getting to drink water again and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's also kind of like a physically stressful day too. And um, I'll tell you what, about halfway through the day, I was kind of done with it I was like I I am not I'm, I'm feeling I feel stressed I feel I feel kind of bad about myself I feel mm. I feel tired um I'm just I'm not really feeling it and I need to snap myself out of it and so I Listen, everyone has different levels of observation that they feel comfortable with, and (laughs) I turned the TV on. Some people would not do that on Yom Kippur, Um, but I decided to watch a movie because, like I said, I needed to snap myself out of it. But I told myself, I'm going to keep it Jewish, and I'm going to watch the new Adam Sandler movie, which is called (laughs) You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. Have you heard about this movie?
0: (laughs) I have not I don't know why my very first and you can tell me is this bad of me my very first thought when you were like I'm gonna keep it Jewish I was like Fiddler on the Roof you got it <laughs> that is uh, that
1: is a, a good call I love Fiddler on the Roof oh. it's a great- did I I
0: think I've told you this that I saw that at the Walden Theater with Amanda with the original Topple <gasps> in it the actor no. yeah he I swear to God it was his last it was Farewell Run you know That's yeah amazing. and amazing he was an old guy like I think he was like 80 something. I don't remember. And he was drop. like
1: you just named
0: job Topple. He was, topple. <laughs> he, was ba- he was like I don't want to say barely moving, but he sounded like, you know, he's got that beautiful yeah. voice and he was doing the thing. I, that was the reason Amanda and I went. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Topple," I you know. Anyway. It. I love that. Yeah. Uh, no, I so th- <laughs> Adam Sandler made this movie, "You're so not
1: invited to my bottomless and he made it. For his daughters like it's apparently a vehicle for the sandler girls to like launch their career maybe um and he acts with his daughters in the movie and it's about one of his daughters is about to have a bat mitzvah and she's been planning her bat mitzvah which if you're like what's a bat mitzvah it's a uh, a ceremony in uh in jewish life uh where when you turn 13, you read the Torah in front of the whole congregation. And it's sort of like saying, I'm an adult now. Like, I'm mature enough to confirm my Judaism by reading in front of the whole congregation. And then it's usually followed by a very lavish party.
0: <laughs> that sounds rad.
1: And uh, and so... Uh, one of the girls is planning her bat mitzvah. She's been planning it for a very long time. She's very excited with her best friend. And then as things often happen with teenage girls, the best friends get into uh, a fight. And uh, she uninvites her best friend from her to her bat mitzvah. And then it's like, oh mm. no, these two best friends, they have to come back together. How is this going to happen? And it's I saw the trailer for the movie and I thought this is clearly a movie made for teenagers. So, I'm <laughs> not going to watch it. It's for them to watch and that's fine. But a friend of mine saw it and she's an adult and she was like, "No, you have to watch it. It's actually really cute." And yes, you're right. It is made for teenagers, but you will still enjoy it. And uh and so I There I was, middle of Yom Kippur, not feeling it, needed to re-energize muscle, and so I watched (laughs) You're So Not Invited to My Bath Mitzvah, and it worked. It really did. I felt so much better after I watched the movie. It is a very cute movie. It's a very funny movie. Adam Sandler's very funny. His daughters are very funny. Um, There is a character in the movie, Rabbi Rebecca, who I feel like might be me in another life like she <laughs> she's amazing and i want to steal her whole personality she is great um i another thing that i really appreciated about the movie is how cool it makes judaism look like
0: oh that's I awesome Feel
1: like first of all had i seen this movie when i was 13 i would have been obsessed with this movie I probably would have invited all my friends over and we would watch it and then we would quote it to each other and it would have become a a staple in our lives um uh but I can imagine 13 year olds watching it or teenagers watching it and thinking oh actually this is like pretty cool like I kind of wish I had a bat mitzvah like kind of yeah and i love that because i feel like cool and jewish are not often in the same sentence and so i love anything that makes our culture look cool and i feel like this movie really accomplished that and so
0: i'm trying to think about this i'm so i'm not an expert on either judaism or popular culture (laughs) i feel like who's the coolest jewish person around like this guy's just this is a cool person
1: maybe i mean not counting maybe sasha baron cohen he seems <laughs> right okay you're laughing but he seems uh, outside of his funny characters yeah, that he does yeah. he seems like he'd be a really cool person
0: he he was great in um sweeney oh, todd remember
1: excellent in Sweeney Todd, he's yes. really
0: good it it wasn't the pope i am i think the chosen is making judaism seem really cool too you yeah,
1: know? I hope so. Yeah, I, I think so. Ju- I, because the chosen, I- it's really funny. I tell people this a lot because, um, like when people are like, Why are you watching that? It's about Jesus. And I was like, Yeah, it's, and
0: you need to be like, Nunya business, well, but yeah, there's that continue. too.
1: But also, I was like, This, None-ya. I said, This show has the Jewish representation that I have always wanted to see on TV.
0: <laughs> well, all joking aside, um, it has, the. I remember there was a moment in The Chosen where they're, I don't remember what, because there's multiple times where they're kind of explaining to Matthew, and there's another character, too. I think, is it one of the, the one female who's, it's like um, oh, Thomas's. T-
1: oh, Rayma. There's Rayma. Yeah. And then there's Tamar, that's the, the yeah. woman of color, who she's actually so a Gentile mo- who's traveling with him. Yeah.
0: There's multiple moments where they're kind of explaining it. And I was like, I don't think they've ever. Oh, there's another moment where they're, I think it's the one, the one where it's almost no Jesus because he's off healing people and then he comes back exhausted. And they're just like talking about like what it means to be Jewish, right? Like I've never, you know, oh, once I ate a piece of this and once I did that, you know, and I'm so devoted. And I was like, I was like, I had a moment where I was like, I don't think I've ever seen like this culture portrayed in that way before as a way of like, so this is, I'm going, like, almost like a, what's that test called? Um, what's that test where, like, there has to be, like, two female characters oh, talking about back, something? The test. Thank you. It's like that, but for Judaism. Like I was like, I've never seen a show where like two or more in this case Jewish people are discussing what it's like to be Jewish without it also being like filtered through like this non-Jewish person. It was really cool. Uh, So anyway, Chosen, check that out, guys.
1: And also check out. You're so not invited to my bat mitzvah, but it was it was a fun it was a fun hour and a half hour and forty five minutes. Like it's you know if you wanna uh just have something fun watch it I, it was the stuff i was loving
0: <laughs> my um well my thing about adam sandler is like hey i just want to have a good time right yeah. so like i think at a time it used to be popular to kind of like rag on i'm like here's another adam sandler bit but it was like you know what this man's living his best I've life always, just let him do his thing i've
1: always loved him there was never a moment where i thought he was like not funny i've always thought he was great
0: Hey, on the topic of Adam Sandler and Jewish, you ever watch? Was it Eight Crazy Nights or Yeah,
1: his animated movie? About Is it good? Monica? I've never seen it. It's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I would be remiss if we didn't do at least one tales from the library. So I've got a short okay. one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do Let's it just do so it. we can do our thing. That's the last time we will hear that. Do you think we'll come back with new music? Probably not. <laughs> will music even exist in the year twenty thirty seven
1: yes I hope so.
0: Yes. oh, that's our hard that's our one hard prediction. Um, I was at the library the other day as as you do when you're in the middle of a tale from the <laughs> library, and a um I was at the passport desk and a woman walks up to the desk and she's wearing a very cool, in my opinion shirt that says, Something like, um, I don't remember the exact name, but let's just say it's Tyson. It says, Tyson's the birthday boy. And it says, happy, or it says, happy fifth birthday, Tyson, is what it says. And there's a picture of my favorite blue boy in the whole world. Sonic the Sonic Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> On her shirt. And it says, happy birthday, Tyson. And there's Sonic on it. It's like a shirt that, you know, like if you're having a birthday party, yeah. everyone's wearing happy birthday Tyson yeah. shirts. And uh she comes in and we're at... Um, I was actually there while someone else was doing passports and I wasn't training her, but I was there like she was shadowing me and I let her take the, the lead. And I told this woman, Hey, I love that Sonic shirt. And she looks down at my shirt at her shirt. And she says, you know what about this shirt? She goes, this shirt I just found on, uh, my son had a birthday party and we couldn't find the shirt. And I just found it this morning and it was under a bunch of stuff on a chair in my kitchen. And she goes, and my son is now seven years old, <laughs> which means it's been, or maybe actually maybe he was five. Cause I remember the story was that there was at least two years of this shirt hiding under a bunch of crap in her kitchen. And I looked at her shirt and it's perfectly like folded still. Like it's just been folded under a pile of stuff. And, and she just discovered it. And I thought to myself, like, this is maybe this is less of a tale about library and more about parenthood. Like that, <laughs> That's Parenthood in a nutshell. You're like, I got this special shirt made. I'm going to wear it. I lost it. And it literally was hiding in my kitchen for um, two years (laughs) until I found it. Anyway, that's the end of my Tales from library. Library. It's the last tale of the year 2023. Should I do one? Do you have one?
1: Um, Real quick. (laughs) We did... So at the, li- at the library I work at, we have a whiteboard, and we occasionally... I've heard of it. We occasionally put conversation props up on the board, like, uh, I don't know, around Thanksgiving, we'll say, like, what's your go-to Thanksgiving food? Or um, just, like, little things that people can write. Like, what's your favorite song that came out this year? And people can just write stuff on the board. And then people will often respond to each other each others like uh things and oh it's just a little team building morale boost type thing well the most recent question was pick 3 coworkers to be on your zombie apocalypse team <laughs> And so Are
0: you three zombies attacking people? No, no.
1: Like if you're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse, which of your which of all your coworkers, if you could only pick three, who are you picking to like go down in a bunker with, basically? And the answers have been really funny. Um, but somebody picked me that they would want me on their zombie apocalypse team, and they specifically said because i have such a positive attitude that i and i thought it's so great that i have you all fooled
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know right they never listen to this podcast do they
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i did think it was sweet that at least one person picked me for their zombie apocalypse team and that's my tale from the library (laughs)
0: if i was in the zombie apocalypse i really do think instead of fighting the zombies with my friends i would offer my body for them to eat Mm -hmm. to survive a little bit longer because i'm not going to be good at fighting zombies you don't want me in the apocalypse but me me eat me go for it it's the apocalypse (laughs) man it's fine is what i would say
1: do you have eat me Do do you have a life lesson to share with us
0: I I do. I've got a, a what I call a little short and sweet one. But we got to play the music. So I wish there were sad, slow versions of all of <laughs> our songs. Uh.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Man, remember how young we were? <laughs> Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed um <laughs> anyway my life lesson lately i've been having a very hard time finding any reason to wake up and leave my bed and it's i don't think it's any uh, i don't think it's any particular reason i don't hate my job particularly and i don't hate being a dad or existing in this world but sometimes i just wake up and i just uh Not today no and there's been a few times i actually haven't been sleeping very well lately but there's been a few times in the past where i will sleep so hard and so deep which is probably just me catching up from a couple days of exhaustion of where i will wake up and i won't know for a few magical seconds who i am or where i am or what anything is like it's just like I'm like a little baby, a little baby, and just looking at a wall. And I was like, oh, look at that wall. And then slowly I'm like, that wall is white. And then I go, oh, I know what walls are. And then I go, oh, this is my home. And everything kind of comes back in. All that to say, a short and sweet life lesson if you ever have a hard time getting up and you're like, I don't want to get out of bed, I just want to sit in here and scroll on my phone or look on Netflix, which, you know, we often do, just try to find one thing to be excited about and when you're looking down the barrel of monday and you're thinking about your job and the job that we have to do because that's how society works and i keep trying to explain that to freya and my teens that come into the library like guys there's going to come a time where almost everything is disappointment you're you think that's silly wait for it brother waking up is disappointment the thing you do after waking up is disappointment the thing you do after that is disappointment so my life lesson is you just find one thing. And sometimes that one thing is maybe one TV show you're excited about that you're going to watch at the end of the day. Maybe it's just a little bit of a snack that you're going to have. Maybe it's spending time or saying a joke with a coworker. Maybe it's sitting down and reading a Bible. Um, but would I would you, say life lesson. Would
1: you say that every day, once a day, you should give yourself a present? Like, yes. Like and,
0: and if I said that of, I... A cup of damn fine coffee? If I said that, it's because I invented that <laughs> saying. <laughs> uh, our good listeners, uh, our friend Dale Cooper, um, may his soul rest in peace, um, <laughs> came up with that saying from the TV show Twin Peaks. But yeah, just find something that you're looking forward to. And uh, that's my life lesson. Drag your your tired, b- bewildered body out of bed and think about something you're excited about. Um Oh, we have a positivity thing, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This podcast is so long. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. I'm almost forgetting about all my, my musical cues. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we think about stuff that we are thankful for, stuff that we love about ourselves, and and we encourage you to do the same, of course. And uh, Leo Wright. Oh, whoa. That's
1: <laughs> not Leo Wright. <laughs> that wasn't Leo Wright.
0: Let's try it again. Leo Wright, play us through. There it is. Thank you, Mr. Leo Wright. I'm wiggling it up with that beautiful jazz flute. Uh, What's something you're thankful for, Tess?
1: Um before is that i uh i saw a meme recently and it was like at this point in my life my social circle consists of only top-notch weirdos and honestly i've never been in better company and i really (laughs) relate i'm paraphrasing but i really related to this idea i thought about it and i was like yep all of my friends are super weird and what are you saying about me Tess? saying you're super weird and you know it and if you're my friend and you're listening to this podcast you know you're weird like you can't deny it but that's okay that's what i love about you i love that you're weird i love that you're not like other people and uh so something i'm grateful for are all my weird friends
0: (laughs) very nice uh (laughs) what's something you're grateful for I'm grateful that my wife is so freaking cool. Um, It would be an understatement to say the Bible, it ain't her thing. It ain't her thing. Uh, Church, organized religion, don't get me wrong. It's not her thing. And even I'm kind of like, I'm still dipping my toes in, like a little baby, attempted follower of Jesus. But my wife, being so close to me and so dear, she would never in a million years judge me for what I'm doing in my time. And she hasn't... Given me a hard time, which this might seem weird to people, but it's not that, not that far out of the realm of possibility for some relationships. She's not judging me at all for my new obsession with the Bible. Uh, she's not giving me a hard time. She doesn't like have any issues with me trying to go to church now, even though they're pretty opposite to what her current world views are. But she respects me, and uh, she hasn't haven't hasn't been. You know what I mean? She's just been very supportive. So that's something I'm very thankful for. Amanda
1: is dope.
0: Amanda's freaking dope. Amanda is like... She's rad. She's, she's, like, she's like really dope. Listener. Z- listeners. Listening friend. Uh, if you've got something you're thankful for, and I hope you do, why don't you go ahead and open up your car window, hang your head out the window, and just start howling... Howling that thing that you're thankful for like a like a raving lunatic. Oh, ow. oh, ow. Ow. oh! Ow. I don't really know what wolves sound like. <laughs> uh, what's something you love about yourself, Tess? I'm like falling apart. I had a I want to I want to spoil things. I had a long a day today. I spent all day in a school, middle school oh talk talking to middle schoolers about the library and you know what i discovered they don't think the library is that cool you know i can't it's it's a a, it's a damn shame shame. it's a damn shame if i got any of those teens listening today i hope to see you around the (laughs) library. i was there promoting the cast hey guys same team y'all hey guys same team y'all hey guys same team y'all also i work at a library uh what's something you love about yourself test myself as I mentioned um it was
1: recently Yom Kippur which is a very introspective holiday and I I it's like we covered it's a it's a stressful holiday but I imagine it's probably a lot more stressful if you are not already a sort of naturally introspective person Mm. um Luckily, I am a very introspective person. We've had a lot of conversations about this, about how, like, I'm always second-guessing myself, always Mm -hmm. like, well, what if I'm wrong about that? Have I considered this point of view, that point of view? Maybe I should do some more research. So that holiday is kind of, like, real easy for me (laughs) because I've been doing that all year already. Um and I think it's a I think I'm happy with the way that I I mean sure my life might be easier if I didn't think so much but uh I don't know if it would be as fulfilling and so something I like about myself is I'm a introspective person.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Let's like since this is our last for me, last love I love about myself. Thing I love about myself. For the next fourteen years, uh, let's think. I'm gonna think of a couple really good ones. Uh, like how funny I am. I like how hardworking I can be at times. I like how insightful I am. I like uh, how good of a father and a husband I am. I like how good looking I am. How strong I am. I like my legs and my arms. I like my career, although I'm struggling with it a little bit, but it's still worthwhile. And I like, I love. Uh, what's the last thing? What's the last one? Is uh, it your cool sash? I just love my cool stash. I just love it, man. I love. I gotta tell you about the stash. Amanda does not like it. So, so whenever. Whenever we go out, which isn't that often, but to friends and stuff, I text them beforehand. i be like, Amanda doesn't like the stash, so make sure you compliment <laughs> me on it when you see me. And then they'll do like this big bit, and then Amanda's like, What are you how why are you texting them, you darn fool? Um, I think the stash is sticking around though. I've started applying mustache wax Ooh, to it nice. like a real like a real freaky boy. The reason I've been doing it is because look at you laughing is because it gets unruly and I need to kind of tame. Yeah. a little bit but um uh, we'll see um what's going on there listener please we implore you think of something you love about yourself and then whisper it as you would a lover <laughs> and you're whispering to them your deepest darkest secrets and i guess we're in the bed with you in a weird way <laughs> whisper that please turn your head whisper it whisper the thing you love about yourself to your lover and then roll over in bed and whisper it to to me and Tess as well, please, right now.
1: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Not, that was beautiful. We're not laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. Um, we're laughing at each other. What
1: you we're said, laughing at each other. That was amazing. And you, sh- and also, you should love that about yourself.
0: You should. Now go back to sleep. Yes. You got work in the morning. Um, I'm laughing because earlier I contested that I wasn't weird. And then I do <laughs> that whole statement. Um, you've been listening to the same team, y'all. Um, we're going to be back, I swear to you, in 14 years. We're the podcast where two librarian geeks um, discuss stuff that they're loving, tells from the library, life lessons they learned along the way, uh, once every um 14 years so we'll be back in 14 years like i said if you've enjoyed this podcast please let us know uh rate subscribe do whatever you like you can find us on youtube you can find us on the x uh, you can send us an email at same team y'all at gmail.com um and uh tess has a little bit of something for our spiritual corner so i'm gonna play us out or guy dudeman hey guy dudeman play us out guy dudeman's gonna play us out and then we're gonna jump into a little spiritual corner and then we're gonna we'll, we'll talk to you hopefully very soon, just in another podcast. So, uh, hey, Guy Dudeman, play us one last time. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> the file didn't show up. Oh no! <laughs> for our last one, give me one second. We gotta go find oh, Guy Dudeman. No. He's backstage. I gotta find.
1: He's in the green room. He's eating M Ms. He only eats the God. red M Ms.
0: Oh, here he is. Guy Goodman. you're on! You're on! We okay. We're at we're at the end. This is it. This is it. We reached it. The end.
1: We're at the end, and so um.
0: And the beginning.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what what topic do you have for? I went this a, spiritual corner. I went through
1: my 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 very special notebook. Brett told me I should not call it a serial killer notebook. So. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna
0: call it, but I oh pr- <laughs> oh practically minded Brett. <laughs> uh yeah,
1: so I went through my notebook and um my, my one of my most recent entries is says maybe
0: your kid your kidnapper's journal. Yeah. Is that better? <laughs> one of says, Why things to people? Okay. No, this is a good question, because you know what I'm reading through right now i'm reading through the book of job right now and to me the book of thank you and to me the book of job is as far as i know that's the book of why do bad things happen to good people
1: things and we were having a conversation and she basically just told me flat out i don't believe in god because if god existed then bad things wouldn't happen
0: oh this is an interesting conversation please do continue yeah
1: and um i had i it was hard for me to like figure out how to respond in the moment you know and Mm -hmm. uh and she And I was like, well, I have a lot to say about that, (laughs) but I don't know, like, if I can put it into words right now, I'm going to have to think about it. And so think
0: In the heat of the moment. Yeah. In the heat of the moment. It's hard when
1: you're in a moment and someone asks you a question like that, and I'm thinking, I really need to pray about this before I answer this question being me who is not an expert on anything i'm just a person
0: that's not true you're an expert on twin peaks
1: (laughs) even you're also not even an expert on twin peaks if you you know
0: the most about birds out of anyone i know but
1: i'm not an expert on them so I'm, i'm just a person who has read this book and has thoughts about it and so i came up with uh four reasons why bad things happen to good people
0: Oh, here, wait, can we do this as, not to kind of stomp on your points, can we do it as, like, a clickbait article? You won't believe these four reasons bad things happen to good people. Doctors don't want you to know (laughs) these four reasons why bad things happen to good people. You won't believe what this kid, this child actor looks like now after they learned what four things for, for reasons, reasons why, why bad things happen to good thank you okay okay what are the number one okay
1: so number one if we are making judgments about things that are bad mm. and things that are good what is our measurement like what what are we measuring that by and i find a lot mm-hmm. of people who claim to be atheists who tell me that they don't believe in god it is typically because of Something that happened in their life, possibly to someone that they really care about, and uh, something bad. And so they have a hard time reconciling the idea of a good God. But even even in that, if we're just using the words good and bad, from what I understand, you're telling me that God is good we all you know tend to believe that that god is good so anything that is bad is not god so um and if we're if the measurement for good is god then none of us are very good we can only aspire to be good um we can only try our very best to to Follow the instructions that we've been given on how to be good, um, but ultimately, when you're saying, "Oh, why do bad things happen to good people?" Well, by the measurement of God is good, and things that are bad are not God, then, like I, I don't maybe, maybe we're being a little too full of ourselves, labeling ourselves good and labeling other things bad. Um, so that's number one. Um,
0: I would, can I, can I add on real quick? Sure. P- permission. I would say also, <laughs> Um. To per- thank you so much. The, the perspective of what is good and bad in the great scheme of things is how could anyone know, right? Um, and it's easy on an individual level to be like, well, this thing was good and this thing was bad. But in my experience, sometimes things that are bad for one person is good for another person.
1: Getting to that.
0: Oh, oh, well, I guess there's a reason we've been podcasting together for six years. <laughs> Continue, good friend. Continue. I'll let you do your thing. Okay.
1: So my number two reason why bad things happen to good people is that unfortunately, there are some things that are just part of being human. Um, death is one of those things. We are, we are We have an expiration date. And sometimes it comes up sooner than we would like. Maybe... But also, that's part of humanity. There are diseases. They exist. We catch them. Sometimes they affect us really poorly. Um, and But all of this is just uh, normal. So, again, it's just a normal part of being human is getting sick and dying. And even though we don't like it when it happens to someone we care about. And maybe we don't like it when it happens sooner than we were expecting. But ultimately the judgment of whether or not it's good or bad that you died or had a disease, again, that's not really something that I feel comfortable labeling, you know? Um, so that's number two. That's the number two thing. Number three is that I believe God can use circumstances that seem negative for positive results. Um, So just to give you a couple examples from our favorite book, uh, Joseph, for instance, got sold into slavery by his brothers. That was bad. That seemed really bad, right? But Uh -uh. (laughs) That seemed really bad. But then he ended up becoming... Uh, rising the ranks in the Egyptian government to be the second to be the right hand of the pharaoh and Mm -hmm. to have all of this power and he used that power to uh, mitigate uh, a drought and a famine that he had foreseen and so people, thousands of people lived because Joseph got sold into slavery that would have died and so at the time, it seems like that was a pretty bad thing that happened to someone who didn't deserve it. Joseph was just doing his thing. He was just wearing a bright coat, and his brothers were really not into that. And so they, they were jealous of him. So they, and so you would think that was bad, but God used it for good. Another example, uh, Esther, the story of Esther. Um, her parents died when she was young, and she was taken in by her uncle, Mordecai, um, You would think that's bad, that a young girl should lose both of her parents. That's bad. But she ended up moving to Persia with her uncle. She eventually became the queen of Persia. And she stopped a genocide. They were going to kill thousands of people. And she stepped in and stopped them from doing that. And so you would think, oh, that was bad. But it ultimately ended up being good. And I bet you... You can probably see times in your life where things seemed bad and then they ended up working out or ended up being, you could even say good. I know I've definitely had moments in my life where at the time it was really bad and I was not feeling good about it. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, I had to go through that to get where I am now, which is good so uh
0: i've got two two examples that i like to bring up one is kind of silly and the other one's more real i'll give the silly one first batman hmm. his parents are murdered that's bad but then he wouldn't have been batman right right? like there's a world if you wanted to stop batman if you were the most evil person in the world you're like i want to stop batman you would prevent his parents from dying right or a planet krypton a whole planet exploded but then superman i know Guys, for the record, I know Superman's not real. But unlike Sonic the Hedgehog, of course, which is totally real. um, (laughs) If the planet had not died, Superman wouldn't have become Superman at all. He would have just been a regular Kryptonian. And then through the course of of comic book history, not only does he save the Earth multiple times, but he inspires um, uh, the League of Superheroes. League of Superheroes? What's it called?
1: The Justice
0: League? League of no no yeah. no 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 no. there's a league yeah well he joined he starts the justice league but then there's another like one of my favorite stories is that the stories of superman inspire heroes super far in the future that then essentially create like essentially a utopia like the idea of that superman's deeds here inspired others to then do what even superman couldn't do those are my silly example here's a real one my dad was is i don't really talk to him that much a real bad alcoholic. As in, like, he's he's drunk every night. And uh, a few times I know he's driven me home as a young lad while under the influence. And a few other times where I'm in bed and I hear him crying and begging to die. He wants to kill himself, and he never did. And that's hard as a young middle schooler or younger. Um, here's the good. I learned from my dad's mistakes, man. That's something... My kid's never gonna have to go through. <laughs> and I've learned from I've learned from example from my dad by doing the opposite, not to say it was all bad, but like some things were real bad and one thing for sure is I don't know. and I do know that in genetically speaking, you know, children of people with addictive um, personalities and uh, it's in their genetics that an alcoholic kid could has a greater chance of becoming an alcoholic themselves. But because of my experience with my dad, that's not going to happen, and that's a very good thing, yeah. from what I it see. Now, when it I didn't feel oh, good
1: when it was happening, right? Didn't
0: happen in the moment, but that's the thing: is that you only have your view of right now, and, right, you and know. And
1: we probably the, at that time you were probably thinking some pretty negative thoughts about God as well, and now no, probably, and now you might think completely different thoughts just because where you are and how he used that situation to put you where you are now. So, um, you know, making judgments about good and bad. If you don't know the full story, you know, then, then, you know, it's kind of hard to say whether or not something bad is happening to a good person or not. Um, and then number four, my number four reason, and this is your buddy, Job, right? God, Mm -hmm. God loves when we're faithful through bad situations and Mm -hmm. so sometimes uh you know I feel like it might be unfair to say he tests us but I do think sometimes bad situations can strengthen one's faith if you can learn through that situation to lean on God and to go to the scriptures for inspiration um and the way that I made sense of it in my, in my mind. I said, uh, maybe maybe we need to be a little miserable so that we keep going back to God um, because God wants to be in a relationship with us. Uh, and I thought, I thought about it, here's my silly example. Um, it's it kind of more in our nature, human nature, to appeal rather than to praise. So when things are going well in our life, Mm -hmm. we're less likely to think, oh, Baruch Hashem. Thank God for this beautiful day and these lovely circumstances. We're more likely to just take it for granted and just go on with our day. Whereas if something bad is going on, that's usually the time where people kind of are like, well, let me get down on my knees and speak to the creator and see if there's something I can do. Or my silly example is if you received a product or a service that you were unsatisfied with, you are way more likely to go on Yelp and say, or go on Amazon and write like Mm -hmm. a, a, a bad review of the product or service. However, if you received a product or service that you were satisfied and content with, you are less likely to go and write a review or go on Yelp or anything like that. Um, and then, so then I, I've come up with these four reasons that I feel pretty comfortable with. And then I think, okay, so what is, what does all of this mean? So it, it means, you know, that life is not supposed to be hunky-dory all the time. Like, that. that's not... That's not, uh, that wouldn't be, to me, proof that God exists. (laughs) Um, but something that we can think about when we are suffering is that God isn't putting us through anything that he has not experienced. Um, whenever I suffer, you know, it, it helps to put it in the context of Jesus also suffered in his human form. He suffered a lot actually (laughs) i imagine it was excruciating the things that that he went through in his life um and so that is my clickbait you won't believe these
0: you won't believe these may i add while we were oh so real quick i looked it up um that future league of heroes that Do it's the Legion of Superheroes. So super far in the future. And they actually go back in time and have adventures with young Superman because they like he's like an idol. It's really cool. Um, may I add two more reasons why God allows bad things to happen in this world? And they may they may overlap with some of your points, because they kind of go like this. Um the first thing I think of is that God um respects and prioritizes our right to free will. So uh, God allows things to happen as opposed to just stopping people magically when they're about to do bad things. Um, So for example, if someone is, I don't know, about to eat, because once again, what is good and bad? Someone's about to eat junk food instead of a fruit in the morning, they have the right and the ability to eat that junk food instead of magically being frozen whenever they try to reach for that junk food that does not seem like a paradise at all if god had so much control over us and the events of the world that he would stop everything that we see as bad from happening right that's one thing respecting our our ability to to make these choices ourselves and and the second one i've got and i see this as a parent the way you teach your children is by letting them make mistakes and by letting them figure this out. And now, granted, someone might be like, okay, well, I'm using the example of this person c- killed a kid or abused a kid. How does that teach anyone anything? Well, we have to remember that although God loves each of us on an individual level, he's looking at guiding the human race. And so Freya, for example, a really good example is when she was little. You got to learn to look both ways on the road, right? So I'm uh, uh look this way. Look that way, and we go. And every day, look this way, look that way, and I go. Look this way, look that way, and I go. And now, or recently, I see the way is clear, and instead of telling her to stop and look both ways, I wait to see if she does it. So she'll approach the road, and if she doesn't, uh, instead of me always stopping her and saying, look both ways, I'm now making the choice to tell her, to let her decide So she now has to make the decision, look both ways. If she doesn't, which sometimes she doesn't, I call her out on it and be like, get back here. This is a bad thing. And then, you know, and then I use my serious dad voice because that's very scary. You know, she can get hit by a car. So I think another reason is he allows bad things to happen because the goal is that we learn (laughs) how to sort this out, right? Like, and I think sometimes it is... um, It's like you have to, it's like guiding, it's like guiding a kiddo. Like at Freya, like, uh, I think I, I think I mentioned this on the cast. We were at a water park. We're at Great Wolf Lodge and the power went out and we couldn't go down the slide and she was all upset. And I told her, I said, I want, I said, I, I, this is a good thing because this means we can now get used to being uncomfortable and being disappointed. And tomorrow we're going to have an even better day at the water park because now the water's back on, but. Like, would I want Freya to live in a paradise? As much as as a parent who I only want my daughter to be happy, you live in a paradise where nothing bad happens? That's not real life, man, at all. You know, and someone could argue, well, God could make that real life. I don't know. You know, He could do anything, but not while we still have volition. You know, where does the bad come from? You know?
1: Yeah, there's a a lot of times people point to (laughs) there's a, a part in Exodus where God hardens Pharaoh's
0: heart. Aaron? Oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay,
1: and I've heard a lot of people say, why? Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he... And I I always return to the, the, the word that's used, the Hebrew word that's used is chazak, which actually means strengthen. God strengthen Pharaoh's heart. So it wasn't that he was taking Pharaoh and turning him against us. Pharaoh was already against us.
0: Yeah. I was about to say before anyone's heart was hardened yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like it, it wasn't like Pharaoh was like, "Oh, you know what? Let's let all these Hebrews go. Away. Why do I have them, guys?" No, he had already spent a lifetime, yeah. right? It wasn't like God came by and was like, "Now I'm going to make him not right. want to let you guys right. go." And yeah. And
1: strengthens his heart um, hoping that he will make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And at, at every point he's given like you say choices and he Mm -hmm. makes the wrong choices over and over again and he um and he did so with a strong heart like he even (laughs) even when he was given all of this evidence he just kept turning against it and um so I think you make really excellent points as
0: well. Sir. You know what, Tess? I think you also make excellent points. You know what? We should do a podcast about oh, this.
1: All right. All right. You know what? Let's
0: go ahead and do that. Um, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been a, a grand old journey. Uh, like I said, we'll be back in uh, <laughs> 14 months and, or 14 years. Uh, it's been a great time. and And remember, whatever you're doing, uh remember that we love you but
1: not in a creepy
0: way. I always forget where the stop button is. <laughs> I would think for my last time I would finally hit the stop button. Not in a creepy way. Bye.